everybody. Welcome to the Three Married Dudes podcast. I'm Colin. Uh, Nick and Steve are also here. Howdy, howdy. Hey, hey. Howdy, howdy makes its triumphant return again yes. into the podcast. I'm telling I'm you people, if you're saying it, knock it off because it will not last much longer. Our lawyers will be in contact <laughs> with you soon. Um, so today, as um, promised, we're going to talk about kids and the thought process that started it all off, you know, getting into children, not necessarily into them. That's a weird way of saying that, but I mean, like into the decision to have children where you were while you were dating and then maybe when you got engaged and, and how the process went in each one of our individual relationships and how it is going and, you know, with Nick has gone because he's already got kids. So since, yeah. Nick, since Nick has kids, I think that he would be the, the ideal person to start this shindig off yeah, with. Yeah, Nick, why don't you play your lead off here for us? I will. Um, so I do have two children. I have a two-year-old boy and a three-month-old girl. Um, you know, and having children is something that my wife and I talked about before we were married. You know, when do we want to start? What do we want to do? What's the plan? Um, you know, because having kids is something that, honestly, it's it's something that if you can plan, you should plan because it's it's a lot. It comes with a lot of responsibility. It comes with a lot of financial, um, you know, commitments and things like that. Um, so when Kristen and I actually talked about it, we said that, you know, we would look to start trying to have children about a year, year and a half, two years after we got married. So naturally, we were pregnant two weeks after our, our honeymoon. Well, bam. Well, bam. Starting off um, strong. So if anybody, you know, anybody out there is ever wondering if you're, you know, on birth control and, you know, you've heard that, oh, it takes a year for you to get pregnant after you get off your birth control. I that the, is I, a damn lie. I, I think <laughs> right. the, the traditional saying is is three months. I think you're supposed to, uh, Callie said it's three months. It's what well, they teach And she's her. a doctor. She, she's so listen to her. full of shit, okay? You're like, Callie, you're full of shit. Uh, Kristen and I, right, so we talked about it and we decided that she was going to go off the pill on a Friday. Uh, the way we actually mathematically did it out, she was pregnant on that Sunday. Two days. Hey, maybe you just have super sperm. I don't know. Dude. Maybe I've got you great just, swimmies. I don't know. Those Whatever. swimmies are, are champs. Um, Michael Phelps so, lives within you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's in these. <laughs> That's um, No, um, you know, so we ended up getting pregnant a little bit earlier. Than we had actually planned, but you know we had a little bit of a nest egg and we were okay. Um, you know we just had a lot of complications that went along with our pregnancy, which we can talk about if you guys want to. Um, you know, I think it's up so, to you, buddy, what you yeah, want to get into and what you uh, not want to get into. You know, it's it's a rough road, right? So yeah, well, uh, both of both of my children were uh, were preemie babies. Um, we're not sure why. We have no idea why. It's just, I guess, something with my wife's body that. After about seven months of pregnancy, her body just doesn't want to be pregnant anymore. Um, so, you know, we dealt with that with both of our kids. You know, my son was born in five hours, I think was the entirety of the labor, and my daughter was born in three. So they can't come really, really fast, and they come really, really early. It's just, you know, part of what happens. Um, you know, so we are experienced with, 
you know, newborn, newborn babies is a little bit different because my son spent a month in the hospital and my daughter spent 40 something days in the hospital. So, um, you know, a lot of new baby issues were me being in the hospital with my wife or my wife being in the hospital or, or whatever. Um, so we had that going on, you know, when you talk about kids, you know, something for you guys, you need to be prepared as much as you can. And I don't think anybody can ever be really fully prepared, but it's something that you need to try to prepare for as much as you can. Make sure you have a little bit of a nest egg. Make sure that you're willing and ready to give up your sleep, to give up your time, to, you know, change your way of living, because that's what it means. You know, having children is a change in lifestyle, you know, especially young, young, young children like toddlers and babies, you know, so for you guys, as you know, Steve's getting, getting ready to be married and Colin has been married for what, two years. Uh, we're going on to in July, going on to, you know, make sure you're ready. You know, it's one of those things. It's a big sacrifice to have children and it's worth it. It's worth every single second. I, I couldn't ask for a better son. I couldn't ask for a better daughter. I couldn't ask for a better wife. You know, it's great, but my life has changed dramatically compared to where I was when I didn't have children. You know, it's a big commitment and you should be ready for that. So how about we do a little Q&A real quick and I have a few, few, few questions. Colin, sound like you might have something. Go ahead, man. Well, Works for me. Nick, Nick, what do you think the biggest sacrifice you've had to make is? Is it the uh, sleep deprivation or is it, you know, the, the time management that you must have to have perfectly now? I, you know, I would assume one of those along the lines, something like that. Uh, honestly, I would say it's just time in general. Um, yeah. More of your time of day, and that includes time when you're sleeping, now goes to the children. Um, they have to be, you know, taken care of. That's a part of it. You're you're their parent. You've got to take care of your kids. That's your responsibility. You know, if your kid is, you know, grumpy, if your kid is tired, if your kid is hungry, you got to take care of those things. Doesn't matter what time of day it is. Doesn't matter what's going on. Bam, it's time for you to do that. So time, just in general, is the biggest sacrifice. There isn't as much time for you and your wife or you for yourself. Your, you know, your time now revolves around what the kids are doing. So, for example, right now we're doing a podcast, but it's during the kids' nap time because they're preoccupied. You know, it, finding time. Time is the biggest sacrifice that you'll find once you have kids. Yeah, that's that's what I would have assumed. <laughs> uh, to be honest, when it comes to this type of stuff, like knowing the the big problems and, and having the big issues, like like you're talking about time or sleep or money or or whatever you individual people will determine would be the most you know problematic. To be honest, I, I don't really want to know. I I, I want to have friends uh, like you know you Nick who who have been through it. I want to have my parents. I want to have aunts, uncles, cousins, and friends, you know, that I am leaning on when it comes to my future children. But I would really like to just experience it kind of organically. I would like to make my own decisions about it. I mean, everybody has the high-level objects um, like sleep and time and money and, you know, you, you have to make sacrifices and all this stuff. But the little nuances, the little things that, you know, no one told you, Nick, growing up, I, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I, I'll be more than happy to listen to everybody and, and, and have, you know, my, my experiences documented and, and, and have, 
you know, experiences relayed to me, right? right. But I would say the main thing that, that I'm trying to, to do is to kind of come upon these things, not necessarily myself, but I think that it would be kind of cool. I think it would be cool to have, um, you know, this type of knowledge and, and mentality that, you know, I, I have no idea what's going on and I'm just going to... Does that make any sense? Yeah, that makes a yeah. lot of sense. I mean, I mean, I would say that you're definitely going to follow a set path based upon your experiences already. I mean, being a kid growing up, you know, what your parents did, what you what they did, what you didn't like, what they what they did and you did like or aunts and uncles or friends and I mean, you can only have so much of an organic experience well, I'll, when I'll you're going you through having kids. I'll tell you this. Everyone's a great parent in hindsight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Captain Hindsight Parrot is out there everywhere. You know, someone who's, <laughs> well, if I was their parent, they wouldn't have done this. <laughs> you know, they're everywhere. You well, know, look at how be... much the, the, the uh, Harambee gorilla thing caused parents from all different, yeah, you know, great sides. Example. I mean, that's just the, the key example I can think off the top of my head. I would have shot that gorilla so everyone, fast. Oh my God. Everyone yeah, was so a parent. Everyone was a parent during that that month that everyone was discussing that. I mean, you couldn't go to a news station, no matter what it was, not talking about that, right? Right. So, Captain you Hindsight, need, like you said. Before we continue with this, you guys want to you want me to, to handle the Harambe thing right now? Ready? If I told you, or Nick, Steve, both of you, whatever, that all of the gorillas in the world were going to be dead, right? Or, or I didn't tell you that I found and I killed all the gorillas in the world. Right? All the gorillas are dead. And I didn't tell you, and I didn't allow you to go uh, to um, a zoo. Right? You're not allowed to go to a zoo. You're not allowed to read the news about the gorillas. But I went around and I killed every one of them. How long would it take each one of you to figure out that all the gorillas in the world are dead? Individually with no news? Yeah, no news. I'd ne we'd never know. Exactly. Yeah, so who gives know. a shit about the gorillas? They're, they're, <laughs> that's that's uh, the point. Like this kid is this monkey is dragging this kid around. I'd have smashed this little monkey brains in. That that'd be it. Anyway, all right. So there you go, everybody. United States Harambe problem solved. There you go. Well, th what we learned about this is that Colin don't give a shit about the gorillas. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody <laughs> does. I think you get. I think it gets brought up in the media where. Uh, you know, everybody needs to have this big fear and, and care and, and, oh, where's your heart? And, you know, you don't have a, a soft spot in your heart for mountain gorillas from Uganda? No, I don't because I've never been to Uganda. I've never, I don't care about the gorillas. And if they died, my life would not change at all. Don't care. Anyway. Well, I'll tell you, see, I'll I, tell you this, okay? As a parent, I don't, now, I don't understand how this lady led her kid get into a gorilla exhibit. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Like, See, Nick jumped on what I was about to say. I, I don't know, know how you you're, do that. You're looking at it from an experience but, of the gorilla. It's not that, the gorilla's fault. Let's say that. It's no, not it's the not. Gorilla. But in saying that, but but, say that you've, got to, you've got to get rid of the gorilla. Like, but, you cannot but, let this gorilla kill this kid because this mother let him get away. Like that, you know what no, I think should have happened? The gorilla's got to die. I think that you know. the mother should have been forced to go into the gorilla enclosure and get the kid back. <laughs> and fight it. And fight, fight him over the gorilla. Fight, fight to the, the death. <laughs> Ready? Begin. What is well, no, I just want to say that, stupid you idiot. know, 
it's not about like I don't think anyone's going to sit there. Well, maybe there are people, but for the mass majority, everyone was like, "Yeah, the gorilla was dragging the kid. The gorilla's got to die." There's no choice at that point. But what the conversation was is how in the hell do you are you not watching your kid in a zoo that it had that he had the time to climb up on top of the structure and then fall in? I mean, that's not a thirty second turn your head thing. That's a couple minute thing. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, the negligence there. I have a toddler, so I know how it is. They are nonstop. They don't slow down for anything. Nope. But if I'm in a zoo and there's a gorilla compound over here, I'm carrying my kid, or I'm holding his hand, or I'm right next to him the whole time, watching him. I could care less about the gorilla. The gorilla is exciting for the kid. I can take my phone and look up a gorilla. It's the same thing for me. But like. You cannot let your kid escape to get into a, gr- a gorilla's compound. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, how does that happen? I don't so understand Nick how doesn't that like happens. zoos. So Colin hates gorillas, no, I love and zoo. Nick doesn't like no, zoos because he can I look it up on his on, phone. Hang on, hang on. I don't hate gorillas. It is a simple point that people make the decision based on what people that they put in high regard in their life tell them to. So if you if I would turn on the news and they tell me that it's awful for Harambe the gorilla that he drug around this kid for five minutes and then caught a bullet in the brain, right? That uh, that's what I'm going to care about. But if nobody knew about these freaking gorillas, it would not be an issue. It's like uh, you know there are tons of animals every day that go extinct that I don't even know exist, right? They're animals. That yeah, but they're not cute. It, I mean, or you cool. think a gorilla is cute? I don't care. Like I've, no, but I've they're seen cool. four gorillas in my life, and they were at the zoo in San Diego. I mean, they're big. Wow, <laughs> that's a big gorilla. But if you killed all of them tomorrow, my day is not going to change. I'm, you know, I still like Chipotle. I still, you know, have a banana smoothie in the morning. That's just the way that it goes. I, you know, I would probably be sad because I'm not a, you know, I'm an animal lover. I like, you know, animals going. But this notion that people have these deep burned characteristics installed in them that they absolutely have an undying passion and love for animals and have the we- the well-being of every one of them instilled in their brain is bullshit because you would have no idea about any of them until someone told you that they were gone. Hey, Peter, direct all your stuff to Colin Metz. Uh, I don't Send want any of the bowl. I got, I got too much stuff on my plate to be dealing with you guys, too. So send it all his way, okay? Not to go. the podcast. All right. So anyway, back on topic. <laughs> but before we get back on topic, we're going to talk about next week's episode. Just take a break for a second, everybody. Get a big breath. Uh, what we're going to do next week is uh, we're going to talk about father-in-laws. We're going to talk about um you know, sins of our father and getting up and, you know, meeting their expectations in their eyes and our each individual viewpoints on that. So uh, that tune in next week, social media, that whole thing, blah, 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 blah. All right. So back to kids. My wife is, and I'll go and then Steve can go and then, you know, we'll knock this thing down. But um, my wife is in medical school and then she obviously has residency on t- after medical school. So we have, to, we have very specific windows in which we are able to have children. I understand that it doesn't work that way and not everybody has, uh, you know, Michael Phelps sperm like Nick does. But I think that, I think that, you know, we have these specific windows and we're trying to plan around having children in those windows. I'm, 26 years old. So I have, you know, you know, we're both young. 
Uh, she's incredibly intelligent and, and on a track to, you know, be financially set as well as do all the things that she loves. I have a job that I like quite a bit. Um, she's doing her passion. Our life seems to be set up, but we have these windows in which we have the ability to have a child and make it work while she's in medical school and in the first part of her residency. So all of the things that Nick talks about with, with, you know, having, you know, being prepared and having different things that, you know, you are really aware of and have a good understanding of an immoral, um, you know, at least at least conversation about between each other, ethics and how we're going to do this and the logistics of, of having a child. We don't really have that, right? Because we're in a situation that I've got a three-month window where we can get pregnant. And in this right. three-month window, if it happens, awesome. And if it doesn't happen, then, you know, we'll catch the They're getting window. after it. Yeah, getting after it. There you go. Well, I think I think the biggest thing for you guys is, you know, if you are looking for that three-month window, I hope you hit it, and I hope, you know, you get pregnant and everything else. But I think the biggest thing for you guys, you know, I think it's a real travesty in this country how expensive child care is, good child care. Yep. You know, you're talking – Well, I have like I have any concept of it. You're talking for good child care, thousands of dollars, you know, a month. Are you talking about for like – Like a month. Like, like a, I know a place some that places it's like six hundred dollars a week. Yeah. yeah, you know. So for some, like I know for for our family, like the reason my wife stays at home is it is financially cheaper for her to stay home with the kids rather than have a job. We save yep. more money her being at home than it would be her having a job. Like, how crazy is that? Like That's the only insane. reason that she stays home. Is because I got out of college first and I got a job first. That's just the way it worked. Holla. You know, but Holla. like, like how crazy is that? That well, working can cost you to lose more money because of childcare. And I think I, that's an absolute travesty. I don't want to get too far off topic, but you know, the reason for childcare being so expensive is for a lot of other things. Yeah. One, you have to pay these employees way more than you want them. You want to. All right, and the institutions are making more money than they probably should. They are. But, My wife worked in childcare. But the reason I know it, and I know you nothing. know a lot about it, but then you mm-hmm. got to think about these things. You know, you can't just hire anybody to watch children. Number right. one. All right, and number point. two, um, the market dis- dictates it. So the reason for certain areas being more expensive, say you live in a nicer area of the city, like in our case we do. We you know we live in a, you know one of the nicer areas around the city. You know, it's going to be a little bit more expensive for the reasoning is you well, don't want just anyone's kid being able to come in, well, which I'll is a terrible this. thing okay. to say, and but it's a realistic thing right. to say. Well, I'll tell you this. Okay, my wife worked in childcare, and she was one of, at one of the elite childcare facilities in the area. And she actually did the math, and her classroom, this is a month, this is a month, they were bringing in $127,000. Mm-hmm. $127,000. Thousand for one classroom. I understand. And she made, I think, fourteen dollars an hour. So what you're telling me is, what is this? What are you paying for? Well, you're paying what for a few exactly different things. Well, you, you got to think of this you as know. a business way. You know, I'm a business guy, so I'm going to think of it that way. But you know, insurance. I'm I'm going to go ahead and assume that insurance is through the roof for them. Um, but like I said, the market dictates the price. So right. The owners of the facility that your wife worked were probably making a ton of money. Oh my! They were buku. they were probably paying a lot buku. in insurance too. But it sounds like they didn't put a lot of investment into their employees. That is true. Which is never really a good thing because you don't know what you're getting then. 
Right. Or you lose the good people in that situation, too. Right. But again, back to Colin. I was going to say, what does this have to do with anything I was talking about? Well, Nothing. I'm just saying, like, this is what we do. We get off topic. Just deal with it. No. Okay. No. What I'm I was saying was this. Both of you guys are going to have jobs. So when you have kids, what I was saying is make sure you're prepared for child care. Make sure you do research. You know where you want your kid to go. Do as much research as you can because, you know, you guys, are, you're going to have to have child care. You're going to yeah. have to. Yeah. I think you the no big choice. issue that, that, that we're having, Callie and I, that is, is that we are, you know, with my wife's residency coming up and all that, we, we don't know exactly where she is going to be located, right? right. We don't know where she's going to be, what she's going to be doing, anything along those lines, right? So we don't live near any of our immediate family. We don't have, um, you know, my family right down the street where we can, you know, just do it all. I, you know, we can't just drop off everybody. You know, the little little one goes to grandma's and, and that's it. That doesn't work with us. So that's right. absolutely going to have to happen. And it's and it's a big factor in, in our decision to have kids because, you, like you said, it's expensive. I mean, it's... Well, most it's hospitals have very good health care systems for the children um, because they know the doctor's have to have somewhere to go yeah so, and they've got and they've hopefully got hopefully she's you know, had a good one mm -hmm. the, yeah they've got daycare stuff down you know downstairs and all that stuff but it's a little it's a little bit of an ask to be like okay i need you know the hospital to take care of my newborn i mean that's that's just weird yeah. it's not something well, that's why you have the maternity leave. This, that's why you have maternity yeah leave. it gives you well, time yeah, for that yeah. but she probably won't still, be able to take all of it though yeah. i would understand that still maternity leave for a teacher and a teacher and a doctor is a little different what yeah. maybe a couple weeks uh, no, it's, no, by it's law, you get the same yeah, it's federally You get the same amount for, I mean, residents get a little bit less, less of time um, because they're not full fledged employees. They're essentially learning a skill, but I, and I'm just, yeah, you don't want to fall behind is what I'm saying. Even yeah, if you right. did get a month, you know, who says you could take a month in reality, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking out of my ass here, but I mean, it's, it, that's my understanding of it. It could be completely wrong. All you doctors out there. Um, but I, I, tweet I get, us. I, I get yeah, what tweet you're at us. Yeah, exactly. I I get where it's coming from, but we have talked for a while. We, Callie and I have been together for for quite a, a a bit of time, and we have gotten. I mean, and I I love them to death, but you know the the outside pressures from my parents, from her parents, from her family, from my family that you know, hey, it's time. You guys need to be you know pumping these kids out. She's not going to have a lot of time to, you know, devote to doing this. You have these windows, and I think there's only two of them. And in those windows, you know, let's make it happen, right? Let's 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 make moves here. And I mean, that's that's a tough thing to deal with, especially you know, because I feel like I'm ready to have kids. We've been together a long time. We've got a steady base. We own a house. We both are employed. She's going to be a doctor. That whole thing, but you know, it, it's tough. I mean, I I'm more dealing with the mental side of it that what if we don't get pregnant in those three months what if those right. windows come and it doesn't happen that's gonna you'll be, have a lot of fun trying to get pregnant there you go that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> what is it tuesday all right here we go yeah tuesday i love tuesday yeah so yeah. i mean that that's where i'm at i mean we're we tried to to you know do the the responsible thing throughout our relationship which we've tried to you know have a plan and, and have a system and you know like you said nick with the the nest egg thing have a little bit of money saved away mm -hmm. and you know try to get our mind wrapped around the the big picture of it because i mean this is something for us i mean i think 
you know, our first window is in like September. I mean, so it's coming right up. And, and I think it's September, October. I think September is the very beginning. But where she would, you know, get pregnant in her third year and then during her interviews, you know, she would be pregnant, but she would give birth at the end of her fourth year. She'd have a month and then she gets a little break in between. You know, you can build in stuff. We have it all worked out. So, um, you know, there's two and one is coming right up. So I, uh, I don't know. I think I'm more nervous about the fact that, you know, it might not happen. And I mean, she has told me this being a doctor. She might, you know, she it has might told not. What? It might not. That's it's, it. Yeah. She know. said, you know, there's a billion things that can go wrong. It might not happen. It's not as easy as, okay, I think today we're going to have a kid. I think that's where my biggest child mental struggle has, has come in, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's tough, man. I mean, you just got to, you know, you just got to go for it. I mean, there's nothing else you can really do. Go for it. Hope for the best. And, you know, if it doesn't happen, just look at it. You know, that's just that's the way it was meant to be right now. It's hard enough planning for a child. It's I got I can't imagine how hard it is to have a set deadline for mm-hmm. set making that child. Well, I mean, we, you have to plan. You know, essentially, when would it be okay for in nine months you to have a kid? And there's a three month window where we can work it out in her schedule that you know all of it goes and it goes well. And then there's another one in like six months after this three. I think it's something like that, but. Um, you know, you're right. Planning to have a kid is tough, but planning to have a kid in a in a in a specific period of time is incredibly difficult. I can't, you know, it's it's tough. And I mean, if it doesn't happen, you know, both of us are going to be heartbroken. It's not, it, you know, not heartbroken is the wrong word, but disappointed for sure, because mm-hmm. we've made the conscious decision and the conscious effort to to move forward with this. That you know, you, you wanna you want it to be successful. You want you know you want to make that next step and and take the jump and have a kid. I mean, it's what we were born to do. You know, it's genetically Mm -hmm. imprinted to have children. Right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, my wife and I were technically pregnant three times. Uh, we lost the second pregnancy, you know, and, um, the second pregnancy, it took us, it took us a lot longer, you know, it took us like four or five months before we actually got pregnant. You know, it's, it's frustrating and it's disappointing and, you know, um, it's scary almost you know why can't i get pregnant what's wrong with me what's wrong we you know we had one so fast the first time or you know i know people who you know have had a really hard time getting pregnant i mean it's scary yeah it's it's heartbreaking it's a lot of things you know and shooting for a three-month window could be definitely tough yeah and i mean it's there's so much that can go wrong there's so much that can happen Mm -hmm. there's there's a, a laundry list of things that you can that you can run into that will take all your plans and say, hey, hang on a second, man. I understand that you want to do that, but I'm just not cool with it. And then for me, uh, you know, I'm 26 now. My wife's got two years uh, left in medical school. I'll be 28. Um, she starts residency. Residency's no joke. She wants to be an OB, so you're talking four years, right? Mm-hmm. By the time she is out practicing physician, doctor on her own, working for a major hospital system, I'll be 32. I mean, Woo! That's a middle-aged man. Middle-aged man. <laughs> it's uh look guys, I signed up I signed up for a slow pitch softball league yesterday. <laughs> I I feel like I am 100. Like not not because I like slow pitch softball so much, but because my body physically could not take baseball right now. I just I just wouldn't I can't do it. So I I'm I'm deteriorating, that's for sure. But yeah. anyway, that's uh, that's just it's a it's tough, right? You make the decision, you say, "Okay, 
I'm 26. I can have a kid when I'm 27, you know, and then by the time she's out rocking and rolling, you know, we'll have a five-year-old, right? Or if it doesn't happen in these three months to no fault of our own, right? Because we've had genetic testing. Uh, there's no significant problems that, that we have found in, in any major aspect genetically, that is. We don't know yep. about fertility-wise. But, you know, if, if something just doesn't work or, you know, the puzzle pieces don't line up, what do you do? I mean, you know, you, you, you have a kid instead of having a five-year-old, you, you're trying again. And I'm 32 and she'd be uh, 30, 30, maybe 29, depending on what time of the year it is. And yep. I mean, that's, that's a rough conversation. It is. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I get it. Good you luck. Know, I mean, you know, for me and Kayla, we, we talked about kids, you know, for when we're married and, uh, you know, the biggest decision is how many do we want, you know, and that always boils down to, for me, financial capabilities. I mean, I don't want to, you know, be hurting my children because we don't have anything for them, you know? You know, you, I want to be able to survive having kids. So, you know, my number is two and maybe three, and her number is two and maybe three as well. So it worked out that, that way. Three. But You'll have three. That maybe. You know, you uh, never I'll know, go, no, though. No, no. But I got you. Yeah, I mean, sorry. Let me go to explain. You, know, you got to be able to have three then. We just had that conversation, right. Nick. You know, who knows what the capabilities are, you know? Right, right. You know, well, I'm just, you, I just want healthy children. Right, yeah, that's definitely, you know, for you, I think, for you, I think one of your hardest conversations for you is how early do you have them? Now, Steve's in a little bit different situation than, you know, Colin and I, which is kind of cool because you all get a different perspective. Steve is uh, a little bit older than his fiance. Yes. Um, so, you know, Steve's 28 and she is not 28. So no. she's what, 21, 20? Yes. 21. Yeah. So she is, she's, she's, she's a little bit younger. Um, not and too much. Seven and a half. Not, I mean, it's seven drastic, and a half it's years. drastic now it's, at the younger yeah. age, but I mean, yeah. it's not in but, the big but, scheme know, of things. It's not a big deal. Yeah, there are yeah. plenty of people who are, you know, that age gap who are married. But anyway, you know, for her, is she going to be as ready as you are? Is what I think is going to be your biggest conversation. You know, well, you know, the my, funny thing opinion, is, she was opinion. more. She's more ready than I am. Well, right. You say that now, but until you actually go, listen, let's let's actually try. Let's pull you know, that's rolling. a whole different. Like, yeah, but she's the one pushing you know, for that more than I am. I mean, I you know, well, I'm I'm cool to wait a year or so, and she's like, right. all right, well, I'm I think we're just gonna probably go for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, you know, I guess we we'll go well, for it. <laughs> well, she's like, well, I think we'll probably go for it, but you haven't sat down yeah. and went, you know, listen, I, I actually want to start doing this. Like, that's a whole different beast. Like, and you'll and you'll see, you know, everybody will kind of see like, like you're ready. You're like, you're for real. Like this is really going to happen. And when you say that you will hump like monkeys. All right. That first day, the first time you're like, <laughs> let's, let's actually, you know, let's, let's start, you know, looking to have kids. You'll be like, okay. And you'll right. just naturally your body will be like, let's, let's go. Let's do let's this. Do this you know? All aboard the bank. The countdown, <laughs> all, all the the countdown yeah. has begun. So, I mean, like once you, I think that will be your biggest thing because I honestly believe that you might be a little bit more ready than she might be. You know what I'm saying? But again, I don't, I don't, 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 it'd be a lot of sacrifices for her more than even me. Um, because you know, my work would take, my work would take priority over hers. So she would be the one that would be hurting her career. I'm going to stop you right there. You can't wear it like that. That Why change the wording immediately? You can't say my work would take priority over hers in a finan- in a monetary standpoint. That's true, but 
if you say something like that, you're going to get murdered. Just, <laughs> do not say that to her. Do not say that to you her. Know. Don't let her listen to this. But for her, like, she just started her career. Like, she yeah. just started her career. So it means a lot to her. Like, and she's good at it. She is good at her job. Mm-hmm. I will tell you she's that. Very she does good. a good job. You know, so for her, it's, it's a big sacrifice for her. And, like, I know you said, like, yours takes priority just because you make more money. But at the same time, like, it's very important to her, and it's important for her to have a job, and it's going to be hard for her to let go, and that's something we've, that you might have to understand a little bit. We've also. already had those conversations for the most part where she would still mm-hmm. be able to work, you know, but, you know, like you said, nothing is ironed out. It's very difficult to have those conversations before, you know, you're right. actually there in the moment. Right. It's true. You know? so it's we've had the preliminary, co- I think we've had all the right conversations that you can have beforehand, but... You know, as to, to second your point, I mean, it's just you, you can't have right. a full conversation until you are right. there. You know, and, and we're not gotta, there, right? Once you understand, I mean, it's her body. You know, if she's if she's ready to have a kid, she's going to be ready. If she's not ready, you got to respect that, and you know, and just yeah. go with it until she's ready. I mean, that's part of it. I'm not worried yeah. about that at all. You know, I don't want to be like say five years from now, but I, I don't have a problem with like two or something like that. You know, yeah. yeah. 30's young now, you know, 30 yeah. is a younger age. Now. I just don't want to be like 60 when my kid is, you know, I'm trying to play with my kid and I can't do anything, you know? You want to, you don't want to be collecting social security and having, no. a, having a young kid. I can't pay for uh, daycare this week. My check hasn't cleared. <laughs> yeah. You know, social security's uh, dying on us now. You know, I get about four dollars from social security. I can't make it. It's well, a little you know, tough <laughs> as well. It's a little tough as well. Like what you were talking about, that I, I, I immediately my brain went to Steve is that there's a chance that you know she could end up making more money than you. Oh, absolutely! And uh, like ten years from now, she could be making way more than me. There, there is not a chance of that with me it is going to happen <laughs> it's, there is no that that's just it so i mean you know she's there's a chance that kayla can make more money than you right yep. you know and and if, if that's the situation same with my got, wife exactly same same with Kristen. Mm-hmm. you guys are in a little bit of a different situation because she she already has two kids or y'all already yeah. have two kids and she's there right now because as you said childcare it just doesn't make financial sense and if you get fired while on maternity leave, that helps a little bit too. Hi, um, <laughs> but I, I think that it's you know it doesn't make financial sense for her right now. And Kayla just starting, right? I think she's got you know she's a more apt conversation. It doesn't mean that it's not uh, applicable to Kristen, but I think that it, it absolutely can can apply to Kayla right now because she takes off, she gets a couple of big name clients, she hooks up with somebody that you know, is a big name in, in, you know, cosmetics or whatever. And, you know, kabang, those guys make buku bucks, man. They really, Oh do. yeah. Well, no, there's, she wouldn't even have to leave the organization she's with him or anything like that. Oh, I mean, I know, she just needs to keep continue on the ladder. She's already done really well to this point. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it takes a while in that kind of field. It's different than mine say, you know, performance based, um, where you can kind of show off in certain areas you know, similar to what you do, Colin. I mean, it's just, you know, you can highlight what you did. How did you do for the year? How did you how did you elevate the company? Um, not so much for her. It's more of a time thing. Yeah, just time. time, time, time. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I, I get it. But, I mean, I think with children, you know, let's let's talk specifics. I mean, Nick, what do you say? You've done it. I mean, what what would you say? Not necessarily what you had. That's not what I'm necessarily interested in. But what would you say is a good a good number to have in the bank, ready to roll, 
completely disposable. You can go tomorrow, go to the bank, take it out in cash, put it down on the table. This is how much money you need to have ready to rock and roll to have a kid. All right. Well, for me, it's a little bit different um, because my kid was in the hospital and that ate up a huge chunk of money. That's true. Um, yep. So for me, it's it's difficult to say. I can't get you know, five, no idea. five grand. I'd say at least five grand. If you, I mean, if you really want to. And what's you know, that five. all going to, you know, um, and I'm not just, saying necessarily what you used it for, but just like, give right. me some examples. Well, when, you, when you first have children, you're going to have a, you're going to have a baby shower, you know, yeah. which is the same as like a wedding shower. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like that. Um, you just got to be able to, you know, what happens if you register for a, a crib and it doesn't get bought. I mean, they're expensive. It's like getting a new bed. You know, you want to have that money to be able to give your kid a crib. You want to have money to be able to get extra things that you need. You know, you want to get X amount of diapers so you're prepared because when you first come home with a baby, you don't want to be having to go out and get diapers all the time. You want to have that prepared. You want to be ready. You want to have the right amount of wipes. You want to have the right amount of diapers, you know, and you never know what could happen at that time. Also, if your wife does work, she's going to be on maternity leave. Okay. So she's not bringing in as much money as she may have before. So let's say something breaks. That's a good you want to be You want to be able to pay for it. So let's say the uh, transmission goes out on your car. What do you do? You know, you've got to have X amount of dollars to be able to You need that insurance money pretty much (laughs) what you're saying. Get on your bike and start a riding, you know, but like you. You're pretty much saying you need that, that, that fund for any, any crazy thing that happens. It's a safety net. It's a safety net. It's a safety net. And I I would suggest that you have, have a safety net. Um, You know, at the same time, be prepared. Like your things are going to happen. You know, that tis, tis life. Things are going to happen, and that money could go quick, or you that money could you could never spend it at all. You never know. You you never know. You're never prepared. For I think it. you know so, everything that I've ever been told and I've ever thought personally was you need to have your living situation set up where you you have somewhere for you and your child to be. Everybody's happy, healthy, and comfortable in your living situation where you are. They have their own space. Everything is fine because right in the beginning, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Nick. Right in the beginning, you know, they're either going to stay in your room, right? Yes. They, they, yes. they stay in your room um, with you, and then you get the baby monitor as they get older. But, you know, probably well, first Honestly, it depends. Years. Honestly, it depends. Um, you know, my daughter sleeps in a bassinet, which is like a thing that goes by your bed, you know. So you, you're not getting up every two hours and walk into a crib. She's right there. You pick her up. If you're breastfeeding, you put her right on the breast. If, you know... She is formula. You know, Kristen and I, since we've had kids, actually will bring prepared bottles, not without the, like, not with the formula mixed in it yet, but bottles, you know, with the water, you know, the, the clean water, all that stuff ready to go so that when we wake up to feed her, all it is put it in, heat up the bottle a little bit, shake it up, feed her. It takes it set fast. We're prepared, you know. Um, so at first, they're going to sleep in the bassinet. But when you take your kid, like, to the doctor, they will actually give you advice on, when you should start, you know, putting your kid down without you and things like that. And we're actually going through that with my older son. You know, we lay him down. We tell him, you know, night, night. We love you. We'll come back to check on you. And we'll we'll leave him, you know, go to sleep. You know, and that's a huge transition for the kids, especially mm-hmm. if they're used to sleeping in the room. So your pediatrician will actually help you go through those steps. And he's two. 
Now we still have the baby monitor. He wakes up during the night. You know, we go reassure him, and if it's really bad, we'll get him. You know, things like that. Obviously, if he has a nightmare, we're not going to let the kid be, you know, scared to death and try to sleep. We'll pick him up, bring him into bed. I mean, it all depends on your you kid. Scream, and you're going to wake up the monster. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> the monster in the closet's going to hear you. No, I mean, it all depends. Like, it all depends on the family. It all depends on what you want to do. It all depends on your opinion on how you should raise your children. So some people are different. Some people believe that you put them in their crib, you let them cry until they fall asleep and they self-soothe and they're good to go. Some people don't believe that. They think if the baby cries, you should go in there, you should love on them, kiss them, hug them, whatever, get them happy, put them back to bed. It all depends on your philosophy when it comes to raising your children. Kristen and I are kind of in the middle. We do a little bit of both. Yeah. I think that's where most people probably are, you know, depending on how bad the screaming is. I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't just let the kid cry, you know. You know, you know everyone knows that meltdown, even if you don't have the kid, you know, yeah, it's just so loud. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Just sit there? I mean, as a as a person who isn't even related to the child, you want to go in there and say hello. Yeah. And, and soothe, you know. So at that point, yeah. but other times, yeah, you, I mean they have to self soothe to And a I will tell you what, it is miserable. Like if you listen there and your kid is like truly upset and crying, it is so hard not to go like soothe them they're your child you don't want them to be crying it's very hard it's a very difficult thing but that's all stuff that comes with it i don't want to ruin too much because colin said earlier he kind of wants to figure it out for himself well, I mean, you I know, know right I, I, I like i said i i'm happy to listen to everything that i i, I just right. want to know uh, i don't know i, I want to experience this stuff like nick you you were the first in our friend group Right? I was by by a lot, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. By a lot, like even your your older brother, you know, all of his friends, that type of stuff. It, we don't mm-hmm. have anybody that we have known because I mean, we, us three, we've known each other for going on ten years now, and yep. all the people that we have. Oh God, that makes me feel old. <laughs> My God, well, I'm I'm two years. I am two years ahead of any anybody that we really know. You know. Correct. Of having kids. Correct. For sure. I mean, Nick, you're the only one friend-wise, and the only one other person I can think of is my sister, obviously, who has kids who were older right. than you but and, and started earlier than that. But that's the only two examples that I have. Yeah, right. so, you know, I mean, you, really? start, you start getting into these situations where, you know, Nick, you, you had a, a rough you know, road to hoe for sure because you didn't know what the hell you were doing. You didn't know any of that stuff. Shit, I still don't know what I'm doing. I mean, you never really know what you do. You just kind of learn as you go a lot of times. Yeah, and it's great to have advice, but I, I mean, I don't know. It's I, in my head the way that it works, and it may be retarded. I understand that, but um, uh, the way that it works in my head is I, I kind of want to figure this stuff out as I, just like what you said, as I go. I wanna, I wanna have, you know, those experiences. I want to be able to say, yeah, hey, you know, do you remember when I couldn't get the kid down, and you know, he was, you know, crying and screaming, and I, and I didn't know what was going on, and the answer is right in front of me, but I and I, I punched just, him in the face, and he went to sleep like. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. All right, have you ever seen that commercial of where like it's first time moms, like the kid drops the binky, and they like run over like no 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 no, and like they pick it up, and they and wash it off it, real yeah. good, yep, and then the second time they like pop it in their mouth real quick, clean it off, and shove it right back in their kid's mouth. Yeah. That is the most accurate commercial I've ever seen in my entire life. Like what hundred I have witnessed my wife do that. I swear to God. Like Landon drops his binky on the ground. She's like, oh my gosh, like cleans it off. Second one, Binky falls down. She picks it up, pops it in her mouth, pops it in her mouth. <laughs> like <laughs> Bam. It's clean. Good to go. <laughs> All the time. We'll blow your mind. That's funny. 
Well, yep. Well, all right, guys. I think that that's a. Uh, you know, I think we had a lot of good viewpoints. I think that we we brought up a lot of points and a lot of topics and a lot of different conversations. I'm sure that we didn't finish all of them, but we kind of always bunny trail. But um, I think that's a good place to to cut it off. Are you guys comfortable with that? I mean, are you? you got uh, yeah. Else? Well, you know, Phil, yeah. send us some follow up stuff, guys. You know, out there, yeah. and you know, you got any questions or you know, you want us to explain a little bit something else that we were talking about? You know, let us know. Tweet us, Facebook, whatever. Yep. Tweet at us, people. We'll tweet. tweet back at you. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. All right, guys. Uh, I We're going to you know, get right on our next episode. We're going to come out with a schedule. I think right now what we're leaning towards is two episodes a week. Um, we're going to get the dates nailed down. We're, you know, Obviously, we just started out, so um, we're trying to get an influx of episodes right in the beginning. But once we get on a, a, a pretty succinct time schedule, we'll let you guys know. Um, as always, thanks for downloading. Um, thanks for listening. If you guys have any questions, obviously shoot us a message. We're always going to answer you right back. And uh, that's it. So take care. Later. Later.